French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Cheers! Cheers, please! Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Friday. Cannot believe it's already the end of the week. We've got a fun show coming your way. We've got a whole lot planned, and we'll be having a great time throughout the course of the next 90 minutes leading until 1 o'clock. If you are knocking off of work at noon, well, you got 30 minutes to go until we're getting to the weekend and all the fun that's going to be coming up ahead. If you're stuck at the office until uh, 5 o'clock, that's okay, too. Go and get you a bite to eat. Go get you a little snack. Go get something to entertain yourself. We'll be here with you through it all until 1 o'clock. We've got Chandler Guitro, South Lafouche High School baseball coach, who will be joining us in the next segment of the show at 1145. We've got Damian St. Pierre, who will be joining us at 1215. We'll talk about the NFL playoffs. We'll talk about our weekend predictions. We'll talk about everything that there is to talk about in high school athletics. We'll talk middle school athletics and everything in between. Um, last night, I was at Raceland and LCO for the boys and girls matchup there. Uh, the girls' side, no surprise, LCO rolled. Raceland is um, behind. I guess you could say, you know, they're just not as skilled, not as talented. They're one of the teams in the area that has some catching up to do. And LCO took full advantage of that. It was a little bit of a slow start for the Lady Dogs. They didn't play all that well early. Uh, but when they did find their rhythm, they put it on them real good. And it was not a surprising result by any stretch of the imagination. Now, in the back end of that, the nightcap, uh, the, the, the boys game of the doubleheader, Raceland gets a decisive win over LCO, yes, but LCO did make them work for about two and a half quarters of that game. It was very competitive, back and forth. Both both teams had moments where they were kind of getting the better of the other, and I believe it was like a four or five point game with like you know just a handful of minutes left in the third quarter. Then the wheels kind of fell off. Raceland's pressure started to bother LCO. The game got tense, and uh, Raceland was able to pull away. Um, they're going to win the Paris championship on the boys' side. They've already gotten several quality victories. They're going to go undefeated through Paris, in my opinion. I, I, I'm, you know, if there's anything I learned about this week, it's that people need to be explained that someone's opinion is opinion and not fact, right? I made a list of middle school rankings and everybody was like, well, 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 why is golden medal first? Um, uh, what what went into that decision? Uh, what numbers and what stats were used for that decision? He were blocking me on Facebook and stuff. Relax, it's an opinion. So again, when I tell you Raceland's boys are going to go undefeated in Parish, it's an opinion. I could be wrong. I have been wrong before, uh, but I think that they're going to win the championship. On the girls' side, it is wide open. You've got Lockport, LCO, and Golden Meadow, all that are competing, all that are still unbeaten, and all that are going to be challenging one another in the coming weeks. So it's going to be awfully fun to see. Um, on the high school scoreboard from last night, by the way, last night we also had uh, West Thibodeau getting a sweep over E.D. White. We had Golden Meadow getting a split with Bayou Blue. The girls get a win. The boys fall by a point. 
shorthanded, had a lot of starters out. Bayou Blues able to, to get a win there. On the high school scoreboard last night, it was light because we're kind of getting ourselves ready for Friday, right? A lot of the local teams play on Friday. We've got a lot of district action. So we could tell you that last night we had the following results. Barb gets a win over Maryville, and you're wondering why the hell is he talking about Barb? Well, <laughs> that's a plus one for Terrebonne. Barb was a an opponent of a local team. So on a light schedule, we shout them out and let you know that Barb gets a win over Maryville 69-37. to If you go on the LHSAA site, it'll tell you that Ellender played South Lafouche and boys basketball last night. We know better than that. We know that's not the case. That game was moved to Friday. Because the way that it was scheduled, the boys were scheduled to play Ellender on Thursday. The girls were scheduled to play Ellender on Friday separately. And that doesn't make any sense, right? Let's just do it all at one time. So they they moved that boys game to Friday. And we'll actually have a triple header tonight out at Terrebonne High School. The JV boys at 5, varsity girls at 6, varsity boys at 7. You'll be able to hear the last two games on that uh, uh, trifecta on KLEB tonight. So if you see that on the LHSA site and wondering why a score hadn't been reported, because the game ain't been played, it's going to be played tonight. Shaw gets a win over Country Day, 58-44. to That's a plus one for South Lafouche. Family Christian beats Bruley, 55-42. to uh, Bruley's a team that a lot of locals have competed with, but they fall. Lutcher falls to Hannon, 54-25. to Morgan City and East Iberville are on the schedule, but no score has been reported. E.D. White gets a win over Catholic of New Iberia, 63-57. to Good win for an E.D. White team that, frankly, is starting to play some ball. Coach Keith and his team or scrappy. I've watched them a couple times this week over on Bayou Sports. They play super hard. They get after you. They give you everything that they've got. And uh, they get a win over Catholic of New Iberia defend their home floor last night. Let's see. In 1A, we had Covenant Christian and Family Baptist on the schedule. No score was reported in that game. So we're not sure if it was played or not. On the girls basketball scoreboard from last night, we had the following results. We had Ellender and South Lafouche was again on the schedule. Game was not played. Lutcher, wait a minute. I'm reading you boys' scores. Let's see if I got the girls' scoreboard pulled up here. Nope, I pulled up the boys' scoreboard twice. Bear with me one second. I'll get the, the girls' scores here just a second. I knew whenever I saw Ellender South Lafouche not reported, I'd say, wait a minute, that's deja vu. I have read you these games and this list already. So now we go to the girls' basketball side of things. My bad, y'all. We pulled up the boys' list twice. And we could tell you that on the girls' basketball scoreboard, we had Thibodeau get a 58-37 win over Terrebonne. The Lady Tigers of Lafouche get a win over the Lady Tigers of Terrebonne. Ashley Adams and her team get a big district win. Keep the pace. Thibodeau is currently slated to host an opening round playoff game if the playoffs started today. And they get a win over Terrebonne. A Terrebonne team that was having a good week. Remember, they came into the week um, with a win over Homa Christian School, so that was a good result there. Ellender and South Lafouche, no score reported, of course, because the game is tonight. We talked about that a second ago. We had Morgan City fall to East Iberville, 58-43. Morgan City just back out on the floor after some of the -the off-the-court issues that they had. They fall last night. Berwick gets a uh, 27-12 win over the Louisiana School for the Deaf. Um, let's see. We also had last night St. Charles Catholic fall to Fountain Blue 55-22. to Covenant Christian and Family Baptist are listed on the schedule but did not 
have a score reported as of yet. West St. John was scheduled to play Crescent City, but because West St. John can't keep their hands to themselves and got in a fight, they are suspended for the rest of the season. That was a vicious brawl, and then frankly, uh, there's glad that there was action taken there because that was absolutely despicable to see. So tonight we've got South Lafouche and Ellender. Um, that's always a fun matchup. On the boys' end of things, or let us start with the girls. On the girls' end of things, I think that the Lady Tarpons have to start off strong. They're decisive underdogs in the game. No one's expecting you to go on the road and beat Ellender. Got to get off to a strong start. Give yourself a chance in the second half. If this becomes a, they're going to press you, they're going to turn you over, they're going to get up by 20 in the first half game, you're not catching them from behind. If you could play strong early and develop a little bit of a lead, maybe you've got a chance to survive and sustain. Give yourself a chance in the second half. All bets are off. Who knows what might happen? So that's going to be a big key for the Lady Tarpons is can you start strong? And a big key also, can you rebound the basketball? Rebounding has been a big bugaboo for South Lafouche all year long. And when you face Ellender, especially in historically in years past, not even this year, just even years past, rebounding and aggressiveness on the glass has been a big area where Ellender girls have taken advantage of South Lafouche. Second chance, third chance opportunities or getting a rebound and kicking it out to the corner for an open three, and just those extra possessions is where they have made a lot of their hay. The Lady Tarpons can limit that, have an opportunity. On the boys' side, the Tarpons are going to have to play more focused defense than what they did against Homer Christian. They were letting Homer Christian penetrate, get wherever the hell they want to get on the floor. You play that way tonight, you're getting beat bad. Not just a little bit, you're getting beat bad. Um... Got to stop penetration. Got to slide in, take charges when possible. And got to get more diverse offense. Cornell came on here earlier in the week. He said, hey, we ain't playing a special defense against BJ tonight. We're just guarding him. I think that's a mistake. But in lieu of that, or, or in addition to that, you've got to figure out ways to get other guys going. Curell's got to get you 11, 12 points. Kyle's got to score some. Jarvis got to score some. Because you're not... Uh, a, it's tough to beat Ellender with with just one guy being your primary scorer, but B, your, your primary secondary scorer, Nicholas Coleman's not in the lineup. He may be out for this season with an injury. So you've got to figure out a way to be able to score enough to make that happen. Also around the area tonight, D- District Doubleheader, Central Foos traveling to take on East St. John. Hanville's hosting De La Salle. HL Bourgeois traveling to Thibodeau. And we've got, let's see, Destrahan hosting Terrebonne. Those are all boy-girl doubleheaders with the exception of the <coughs> Hanville game. Let's see. In 4A tonight, we've also got Morgan City and Lutcher and uh, some other games that will be happening around the area. Berwick will be taking on Patterson. That'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, we've, we've, we've got a loaded slate. Find a gym, you know, figure out a way to get to a game. I challenge you guys to do this earlier in the week. There's going to be a lot of great basketball in the area tonight around the Tri-Parish region. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to Chandler Guitros, South Lafouche High School baseball coach. We'll be chatting with the coach about Tarpon baseball, which is coming right around the corner. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. 
Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Thibodeau. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985 868 0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Welcome back to Play by Play. It's Friday and it's a little bit north of 1145. That means we're going to the Diamond out down the buy-in chat with baseball coach, Coach Chandler Gitros. 
who's on the line now. Coach, good morning, bro. How are you, man? Hey, Casey, doing great and yourself. Doing fine, bro. Uh, you understand you guys are on the road, about ready to go to a baseball coaches association uh, meeting or conference. What's going on out there, bro? Can uh, sp- give us the spill? Yeah, man, we got the LBCA Louisiana Baseball Coaches Association Clinic out in Lafayette. Uh, Tim O'Neill from the Monroe area uh, does a great job uh, putting that on for all the coaches in the state, and uh, it's uh, just a great weekend full of uh, you know kind of camaraderie, being with your peers, talking ball, uh, you know, and uh, trying to help get kids better, which is what we do for a living. So uh, everybody sharing ideas and bouncing ideas off each other to help all of our programs out. That's awesome. Tell us about, you know, that process of, you know, you're you're rubbing elbows with some of the best coaches in the state, some guys who lead some of the top programs in the state. And then likewise, other guys are getting ideas from you all who are also one of the top programs in the state. Boy, iron sharpens iron, dude. That sounds like a really cool thing. It is, man. And it's, uh, we just have such great high school coaches in the state. And, uh, you know, even just in our immediate area, all of, all of those guys are going to be there today as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so much great baseball knowledge and the speaker list is normally great this year. It's a lot of local college coaches. Uh, but over the years, I've uh, gotten to see, uh, coach Jim Schlossnagel from A&M, coach Mike Bianco, Jeff Willis, um, Jay Johnson, you know, just the who's who of, uh, baseball coaches and, uh, you know, it's really great that the state puts this on for us and, uh, you know, gives us all an opportunity to help make our programs better. No doubt. Let's talk about the last week for your team. You guys are still doing some evaluations and, you know, uh, throwing program and getting the guys kind of ready. Is that a little bit of that calm before the storm? How was the, uh, the last week for Tarpon Baseball? It's been great. We went uh, another three days this week. We were able to get a lot of hitting in each day and just kind of mixed it up on the other days. We were able to throw uh bullpens on uh tuesday and we saw a lot of great things there actually getting to our bullpen where we have it uh you know fixed up and the weather's been dry enough that we've been able to get our guys out there and it's it's light work early on but uh it's really uh been great just to see our guys competing with each other you know we uh we look at our guys in the eye and telling them look if you want innings you got to prove it now you know it's uh if you can't do it here in a pen with just us watching you how are you going to do it with 500 people watching you so uh, it, they're working out kinks mechanics-wise, but it's uh, it's important to have our guys competing against each other for innings. Uh, like you said on the last question, iron sharpens iron. So, uh, you know, we definitely want the best performances uh, out of everybody. I've often heard coaches in basketball and maybe even in football, but more so in basketball, say that such and such is not a practice player. And what, what they mean by that is it's a guy who – you really don't notice in practice that, you know, he's there, you know, maybe just making a little bit of an impact. But when the lights come on, it's a different thing. He's all over the floor and, you know, the adrenaline's pumping as a different player. Is there such a thing in baseball? Have you ever seen a kid where, you know, maybe the bullpens were just, eh, but when you get that adrenaline flowing in the middle of the game, they start throwing a little harder, that break gets a little sharper. Is that such a thing in baseball? That's absolutely such a thing. And Josh Pierce, uh, early on in his career, was one of those guys. You know, Josh is going to go down as probably one of the best players in our program's history. But, uh, you know, talking about a practice player, you go through his uh, first couple of times I saw him in the cages. Bat wasn't very impressive. You know, his arm, he looked okay. You know, he, but once we saw him in a game and, uh, you know, just play baseball, it's like, oh, my goodness, we got a dude right here. And, uh, you know, even his uh, sophomore year before COVID hit, I was hesitant to put him in and, uh, it was Coach Chasson at the time was actually sitting right next to me, who, uh, you know, kind of encouraged, like, this, this kid could be the real deal for us. And he struck out, eight, like, uh, eight out of the nine batters he faced. And it's like, okay, we got us a guy right here. So, yes, uh, the practice or not being a practice player, it absolutely exists. 
you want to see consistency, and that's how you get opportunities is through practice. But it's what happens once you step on the field in between the white lines under the lights. Uh, that's what counts. You know, uh, that's what counts. That's what wins baseball games. I know, and you bringing up Josh sparked this question. Is I know that you guys are replacing a lot of, you know, hits and RBIs and strikeouts and innings pitched and all that stuff. But another thing that you guys are replacing this season that people maybe wouldn't talk about because it's not a tangible stat that you could track is that emotion of that. You know, hey, when Josh gets the third, you know, out, he's roaring off of that man like a freight train and getting everybody fired up or. You know, Darren hits a home run, and you know he's storming through the bases and getting everybody fired up. Do you have some of those guys that have a little bit of that fire this season, or anybody to replace that? Because man, in baseball, you know that that is contagious, and that's something that every good clubhouse needs. Do you guys have some of those kids to replace some of that emotion that that was lost to graduation? And look, I think really the energy around our team was really maybe the most impressive thing about our team the last couple of years, just how passionate we were, how much the games meant, and we led that emotion show. And that's something that we're trying to build right now, and it comes through competition and, and loving to not just play a game but to win, to go out and line up whoop somebody's butt, and that's that's what it's about. That's that's what we do. you know. So uh, I think that's going to get sparked through that. We're trying to uh, get that out of some guys, and we're seeing that in some guys right now. Uh, obviously, I mean, we had so many guys that were three-year starters uh, on our team last year that it doesn't just happen overnight. But we're de- that is definitely something that the coaching staff and our seniors on our team especially are well aware of, and it's something that has to uh, be in our program for sure. So we're definitely trying to, uh, I guess, nurture that in our kids right now. Give us a rundown of the timeline. Because we're sitting here, it's January the 13th, so we're in the middle of January. And I know that at the end of January, things really start to rev up, then February is full steam ahead. Give us a rundown of the timeline, maybe some dates where you guys are going to start accelerating a little bit. Yeah, next week we have eight hours left to get in with our uh, evaluation uh, time, so we're going to spread that out over six days. And then 10 days from today, Monday, January 23rd, that's whenever we are allowed to have our first official practice. Uh, from there, we're going to be uh, you know, trying out freshmen after our practice, kind of get those guys rolling a little bit. And then uh, come that Saturday, we're scrimmaging E.D. White in the umpire scrimmage, which is a great thing that uh, Eddie Vera, our umpires association head, has uh, really been spearheading, and it's going to be with pretty much every team in the area is participating in it. Uh, so we're going to see E.D. White on uh, Saturday, January 28th. After that, we are going to uh, continue on through practice. I believe February 6th we're playing at H.L. Bourgeois. And then February 11th, we're playing in Patterson. The week after that, it's a jamboree time, and then we're rocking and rolling a week after that. Really cool. Um, you know, I have basketball coaches on here all the time, and they say things like, "Yeah, we make a, you know, a tough non-district schedule, and it's it's a to face quality opponents, but it's b to go and see, you know, hey." here's how a game's called in the New Orleans Association or here's how a game's called in the Lake Charles Association or Alexandria or Hammond or wherever. Is baseball kind of the same way? Are there differences in the umpire associations around the state or is it you know kind of a little bit different because you know a little less physicality in the sport? No, it absolutely is. I know uh, going play in New Orleans, those umpires are a lot more distinguished where they're stressing sportsmanship. That's the biggest thing that they're focused on, even more than calling balls and strikes sometimes, to be honest with you. Um, in Lafayette, it's definitely a certain style, and uh, and down here it's a certain style. And, you know, to me, uh, with the officiating, it's one thing. To me, it's to see different styles of baseball, and we're going to Lafayette area twice. I feel like, uh, you know, kind of our region and the New Orleans region, the style of game's the same. 
However, you go out to that Lafayette area, you see your Bro Bridges, your Cecilia's. Uh, we're headed to the Eunice tournament this year as well. You see those teams. It's a totally different style of baseball, a lot more small ball, a lot more just finer points of the game that you really don't see as much playing. Uh, so we make it a point to go see those guys preparing for playoffs. But, uh, no, seeing different umpire associations is absolutely crucial because you get to the playoffs, you never know who you're going to get. It's not going to be a Homa uh, Thibodeau crew come and call your game. It's out with who's in the playoffs. So uh, definitely need to expose our kids to as many associations as we can. Good stuff. Um, before we let you go, let's talk about the big LSU news, man. Walker Howard not with the program is a little bit of a surprise to some. I think that this means that Nussmeyer will likely stay in the program. Uh, man, yeah, it's a bummer, but it's also a guy who wasn't going to start next season and, and wasn't warranted to start next season. He's not as good as Jaden Daniels. We saw that in the bowl game. I don't know where he's going to end up. The rumors are TCU, but they lost their coordinator, whatever it may be. Bro, it's just crazy the times we are in the sport where you could have them today, they're going tomorrow, and you know, it's not any fun, but then you also got to realize, but yeah, LSU next fall may get a transfer portal quarterback who's every bit as good, if not better. Like, it's just a different time. Yep, and, uh, you know, saying him to TCU, I would have bet my bottom dollar a couple of months ago that it would be Gary Nussmeyer going to TCU with his daddy uh, coaching in that area. I thought that was the way it was going to go, and now it looks like it might be the other guy. But like you said, in, uh, in college, really all college sports now, nothing is permanent at all. Things change day to day, and, uh, you know, there's good and bad with it. It's it's good that kids have opportunities to go play, and it's bad as, a, you know, them coaches got to worry about a lot more, and they have to worry about recruiting their officers, and that's in all sports at the college level now. Uh, you know, you see some of these transfer baseball players that LSU got. I'm sure NC State would like to have little Tommy Tanks on their roster this year, you know, but uh, that's the nature of it, and uh, that's uh, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Crazy times, brother. Thanks so much for the time. Y'all be careful. Y'all have a great weekend, man. All right, Casey, take it easy, man. Yep, that is Coach Chandler Guitros with South LaFouche Baseball doing a wonderful time. We always appreciate his time on Fridays at 11.45 promoting his program. His team is going to be starting their season. Before you know it, heck, he was telling what late January, they're scrimmaging, early February, they're, you know, jamborees and stuff, and then they're rocking and rolling towards the start of their year. Let's catch a break when we get back. NFL playoffs. We'll talk about some different things happening over the weekend. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. 
As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our cedar beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Damien St. Pierre will be joining us in the next segment of play-by-play at 12.15 for his usual Friday at 12.15 interview. Can't wait to chat with him about middle school basketball, and then we'll open up the umbrella and make some other things happen. We'll talk who about who knows. I mean, we got a lot of WWE to talk about, but then we'll talk the NFL playoffs, maybe some Pelicans. It's funny, I don't hear... Every day I used to get an update about who is in first place in the standings in the West. I, I don't get those updates anymore since Zion Williamson got hurt. Um, why is that? Because <laughs> the Pelicans are on a slide, and if Zion don't get back, they may be at risk for being in the play-in tournament because the West is so mumbled and jumbled. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's me being petting New Orleans. Actually, is going to play Detroit tonight on the road. It's a game that they should win. NFL playoffs tomorrow. We've got Seattle and San Francisco at 3.30. At 7.15, we've got the Chargers and the Jags. <sighs> San Francisco is an interesting case. Because I think that roster-wise, they're the best team in the NFC, including Philadelphia. They've just got so many dudes, man. They're, they're, they're so disruptive and so athletic the 49ers got just a roster full of football players man like 
McCaffrey could do everything. Debo Samuel could do everything. Ayuk is a weapon. Kittle and Juszczyk are weapons. Offensive line, Trent Williams and Spencer Buford. Like These are great football players. On the defensive side, Nick Bosa is the best defensive player in the NFL. Eric Armstead and, and you know, Traverius Ward and Deshaun Gibson and Jimmy Ward. Like They've got dudes on top of dudes on top of dudes on top of dudes. But historically, you don't win with a seventh-round rookie quarterback. As good as he has been this season, and Brock Purdy has been excellent, 13 touchdowns, four interceptions, historically in the NFL, you don't win at the highest of the high levels with a rookie, much less an unheralded, un, you know, almost undrafted rookie was the last overall draft pick. Seattle's really well coached. On paper, they're really overmatched. Is there a chance that this game can maybe be close? You got to use the old adage, oh, bro, it's hard to beat somebody three times in a season. You hear that a lot. Why are we not hearing that right now? Because the 49ers beat the snot out of the Seahawks twice this season. Once 27 to 7, and then another time 21 to 13 in a game that wasn't that close. Seahawks kind of got some garbage time stuff at the end. So we'll see. Can the 49ers turn their rookie into a veteran and do some things that history says you shouldn't be able to do? They're a nine point favorite at home. That'll be a very entertaining first appetizer. The nightcap Saturday might be the best game of the whole weekend, most exciting and intriguing game of the whole weekend. The Los Angeles Chargers are traveling to Jacksonville to take on the Red Hot Jaguars. you got two great young quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence taking on Justin Herbert. Herbert and the Chargers, as we've chronicled here throughout really the season, but specifically throughout the week, have always made their claim and always made their name of being that team that lets you down. (laughs) (laughs) the Chargers are infamous for being that team. If you start thinking, hey, I like these Chargers, boy, I like the way they're playing, they'll lose to the worst possible team in the worst possible way. Facing a Jaguars team that, to start the year, was one of the worst teams in the NFL. Then the Titans start scuffling and have some injuries, and, and it all snowballs, and then the Jaguars get hot, and then before you know it, the Jaguars are winning that division. There's nothing that could happen in that game tomorrow at 7.15 that would surprise me. If the Chargers, who I think have a better roster, line up and beat them by two touchdowns, I'd think it's cool and you know not a big shock. If the Chargers beat them by a last-second field goal, cool, not a shock. If the Jaguars beat the Chargers by a last field goal, cool, not a shock. Jaguars beat them by two touchdowns, but the Chargers lay an egg, not a shock. That's what makes that game intriguing to me is I don't have a clue what's going to happen. I lean towards Vegas, who has the Chargers as a a one-and-a-half-point favorite, because I do think they have the better roster. But I could see that one going in any direction. I think that one's going to be one that's going to be decided in the final seconds. Sunday at noon, you got the wildest fan base in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. They're facing Miami, likely without Tua. They're a a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Miami's a scary matchup in postseason. 
because they've got so many game-changing playmakers that they could score on one play. And if you score on one play enough, you can make some stuff happen. It looks like their quarterback for the game is going to be Skylar Thompson. Two is out. Teddy Bridgewater's questionable, may be available in an emergency role. That's the problem for Miami's. They're just not going to be good enough under center to consistently take advantage of the fact that you got Waddle and you got Hill and you've got other weapons. Skylar Thompson wasn't even good in college, much less now being asked to go on the road and beat the Buffalo Bills on the road in a crazy environment and a great roster and a great quarterback. I think the lock of the weekend is Buffalo over Miami. I think that's the lock of the weekend. 3.30 at Sunday. You got another game that really all bets are off. Minnesota's a three-point favorite over the New York football Giants. The Giants are 9-7-1, end of the regular season, not playing well. The Vikings are 13-4, and and I don't know how you say this about a 13-4 and team, but they haven't been good all year despite being 13-4. and If Kirk Cousins plays well, I think Minnesota's going to win pretty comfortably. But Kirk Cousins always has these moments where he reminds you, hey, I'm Kirk Cousins. Or he'll throw an interception or, or four. Well, he'll fumble, get strip sacked. And it's a Vikings team that has just limped through their schedule. They barely beat Detroit week three before Detroit was playing well. They barely beat the Saints in Europe when the Saints weren't playing well. They barely beat Chicago, beat Buffalo by a miracle, barely beat the Jets, came back from a million down, barely beat the Colts, barely beat the Giants. They have limped by everybody that they have faced all year, and their four losses have all been by double digits. So when you beat them, you beat them bad. When they beat you, they just kind of limp through it. They are the NFL version of TCU. At some point, this is going to end badly for the NFL version of TCU. At some point, this is going to end with them getting decisively knocked out of the playoffs. But much like TCU, who did win a playoff game and beat Michigan, I'm just not sure that it's going to be Sunday because I'm not sure that I trust Daniel Jones enough to make enough plays to be the team that knocks them out, especially in the road. Like, are you comfortable and confident in decisively saying right now that Daniel Jones is going to win a road playoff game? I'm not. I'm not confident enough into saying that Daniel Jones is going to be able to walk from the sideline to the huddle without falling on his ass, much less saying that he's going to win a road playoff game. That dude is not good. So that one is a complete toss-up. Two very inconsistent quarterbacks. Two quarterbacks that really, really, on any given day, you don't know what you're going to get. And now they're facing one another in single elimination play. Sunday night, you got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens, and everybody just assumed all week, ah, Lamar's going to be back. It's going to be tough. We learned last night Lamar ain't going to be back, and the Bengals are now a nine-point favorite in a game that they're going to be heavily expected to win. Baltimore's got a Lamar Jackson problem, y'all, and I've been telling y'all for two years on a year here on this show and then even further beyond that on the sports corner. This is the second straight year that Lamar Jackson can't physically finish the season 
playing the way that he plays. He's he plays too reckless of a style. I have told y'all this. Every time the contract extension crap comes up, oh bro, I want two hundred fifty million dollars guaranteed. Well, you know what the Ravens should be saying to that? They should be saying, oh bro, I want my quarterback to actually finish the year. Two straight years, he has not been able to finish the year injured. And oh yeah. If you say, all right, Lamar, no big deal, just run less. All right, bet. Let's look at his passing stats. In the last two years, 33 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. He's thrown 20 interceptions in 24 games. That's Prescott level bad. He's not capable of being an in-the-pocket passer who only occasionally uses his legs. His legs are his biggest weapon. He passes off of the threat of his legs. That's why I'm worried about giving Lamar Jackson a huge multi-year, 200-plus million dollar deal because when he stops running, guess what you got? You got Russell Wilson. Let's ride, Denver. Let's ride, baby. Let's ride. You got a guy who's no longer willing to run who can't hurt you in the pocket at all, a.k.a. a guy not worth 250-plus million dollars. Then the Monday night game, got the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Jerry Jones telling everybody willing to listen that Mike McCarthy is safe. He doesn't need to win this game. He's safe. He's going to be back. There's no one on the planet that believes that, probably even including Mike McCarthy. They're taking on a Tampa Bay team that has been awful this season, 8-9, The record could easily be worse if not for some miracle comeback wins. Tampa has not been good this year. Their offensive line hasn't been good. Their weapons have underperformed. Their defense hasn't been good. It's not a good Tampa team. But you're facing a Dallas team that some weeks looks like they're the eventual Super Bowl champion and some weeks looks like They've never played football before ever, including last week when the Commanders blasted them 26-6. So which Dallas are we going to get? Which Tampa are we going to get? Are we going to get a refreshed Tampa? A Tampa that's understanding, hey, we're 0-0 again. All that madness of the previous week doesn't matter anymore. Or are we going to get the same old Tampa that can't block and can't score? And we're going to get a Dallas that, you know, puts a bunch of points on the board and looks like one of the best offenses in the NFL. It's going to be a fun weekend. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of uncertainty. And, and while we may think we know some stuff, I'm going to give you a weekend prediction early. We may think we know a whole lot about how this is going to go down. On the surface, a lot of people are saying blindly, oh, 49ers are going to win in a blowout. The Bills are going to win in a blowout. The Bengals are going to win in a blowout. Three out of the six games just riding off got a feeling at least one of those quote-unquote blowout games will be much, much closer than what we expect. And I think that a lot of the home teams this week, San Francisco, Jacksonville, Buffalo, Minnesota, Cincy, and Tampa, are going to catch hell from these road teams. Just a hunch. Maybe I'm wrong. But the NFL playoffs tend to do crazy things, and that's why we enjoy them so much. Catch a break when we get back. We're going to Damien, Golden Meadow Middle School boys and girls basketball coach. We'll ask him about his teams and also run the gamut talking some local sports. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 
102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy's find new roads. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. It's Mike to tell you for Neil Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn moors show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had a hundred years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely driven from within at Neil Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRose, and Thibodeau. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. We go to the phone lines. It's Friday and it's roughly 12.15. I ran a little bit long in the last segment, but that's okay. We go to Golden Meadow Middle School Boys and Girls Basketball Coach, Coach Damian St. Pierre, who's on the line now. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Hey, Casey. Good afternoon. Doing well. I was uh, listening to your NFL playoff rant there for a little while. Yeah, what would you think? Uh, I think it's going to be a fun weekend. Man, look, if I if I had uh, if I had a dollar for every NFL game I've watched after Biddy basketball started, I would be a very poor uh, old man. <laughs> you would have about two bucks. <laughs> I, I try I try, I try to catch my 
my favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, now that I could get some cheap tickets. So that's uh, that's the only games that I, that I try to keep an eye on. Sounds like a winner. Let's start with the middle school stuff first, bro. You guys took on Bayou Blue yesterday. The girls roared, stayed undefeated, got a big, impressive win. The boys struggled, were shorthanded, and lost by a point. Um, I know that's not going to sit well with you. Tell us about the way your kids played yesterday against Bayou Blue. So last night, girls came out. Um, you know, anytime you get a, a game time, starting at 5.30, figuring you start at 5.30, we probably start about 5.20. Uh, not much time to warm up, so the girls were a little slow coming off the off the off to the start. Um, Bayou Blue girls, very physical. Um, but in the second half, we challenged our girls to come out and play with a little bit more energy, and it was a dominant performance in the second half. Um, boys on on the other side, man, extremely disappointed. Um, as far as as my in myself, not 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 our boys. Our boys played about as hard as they they possibly can play, and about as hard as they did all season. And that's two straight times out for the boys this week. Played East Thibodeau on Tuesday, came out and played as hard as they possibly could. Um, they weren't successful on Tuesday, and we weren't successful last night. Down three starters, lost one in the in the warm up. Uh, came down. They were down ten one in the at the end of the first. Came back, challenged them in the second, third, and fourth quarters, and got a little uh, chippy towards the end. We came back. We had to leave with about I don't. Know, I think we was up with maybe thirty seconds left. Changed our defense a little bit, and uh, and we let up a, a probably something that we should have had a rebound. We should have had turnover. We should have had, and then we came back and and value blue score with maybe nine nine point eight seconds left or something like that, and we end up going. We get a good look, and uh, we just we just couldn't put it down, but. You know, just looking at the at the at the score sheet and and you know facts are facts. And you can't you can't turn a blind eye to anything. It was thirteen fouls to one in the second half, and I think that played not everything to do with it, but it had a lot to do with it. So tell us about this. You know, you said you got a couple of starters out of the lineup, or is that injury stuff? Is it going to be long term, or is it a situation where you're going to expecting some of these kids back? Um. So I, my my big man Braxton Pete, he actually. Um, rolled his ankle in warmups, which is just we just got a stroke of bad luck sometimes. And you know, back Brax Brax plays hard. He warms up hard, so uh, you know, no fault to anyone. Just he came went up for a rebound, came down on someone's ankle and uh, or someone's foot and, and rolled his ankle. And that was you know two minutes before our you know two minutes before the game starts. So you're losing that. Uh, a couple guys out, uh, disciplinary action one, and then um, you know missing uh, just being sick. Another kid out. It's tough, and you know. We, we played some young kids last night and uh, played a couple sixth graders, a couple seventh graders, you know, guys that have been performing well in practice and they performed well last night. And that's something that we needed. And, um, you know, something we could definitely, definitely have in our, in our uh, arsenal going forward. They're, these guys are, are, you can tell at practice that they're starting to get it. And uh, they're starting to get maybe in tempo and, and used to the speed a little bit. And they competed last night. We had a lot of good looks, you know, uh, coach Sanders does a great job over there. And they came out with some high pressure man to man. We got to the rim. If you look at our shot chart, if we shot forty times in the game, I'm case I'm going to guarantee you thirty of those were in the paint, and we just couldn't finish. We were a little our size, their their size got to us. They had one big kid, and we just couldn't get around that. You know, and look, not to talk talk about talk negatively, man. Let's uh, let's kind of shift gears. I guess I'll I'll, I'll take control. Let's, our girls, man. Credit to them. Uh, it, it's tough. Girls basketball not always they don't always get the best shake. You know, you come off the bus after after an hour, you get a little bit of time to warm up, and, and then you got to roll out there. Especially coming on the road, our girls have been some absolute road warriors this season, and uh, it, it's it's unbelievable the season that they're that that we're that we're putting together right now. And 
appreciate you recognizing us. You know, all the, the, the girls really appreciated that. We had, we had to talk about that, uh, not to let the headlines get to, get to their, you know, in their head. Don't, re- don't believe your own hi- your hype and your headlines. We have to explain what that meant because, you know, people don't – newspaper generation is, is not <laughs> our current generation right now. And, you know, they did a great job. Like I said, we challenged them last night. Um, sometimes we get in a little lull where, you know, we haven't – and not to knock anybody, but we've been in some non-competitive games over the last couple of weeks, and we're just – our fire needs to be there for four full quarters. It seems like we, we come out on fire, we get that lead, and then it's like, all right, let's just hold on. Last night we came out, we got a lead. And I challenged him. I said, let's extend that. And, and you know, we, we got some games coming up that, that we're going to have to play full four quarters and we need to be ready for that. It looks like on the girls' end of things, it's going to be you all, it's going to be Lockport, it's going to be LCO. And maybe if West Stibitol plays their best, they could challenge one of the big three. But it looks like there's a big three, then a fourth team that's below the big three, and then a kind of a big drop-off after that fourth team. Um, talk about what it's like to be in that upper tier, man, sitting undefeated, have not really been challenged in Paris, playing really well. Um, to to be experiencing that with the girls got to be an awesome feeling, man. We're getting we're, – we're learning how to win, and that's something we didn't know with this group, how to do with this group earlier in the season. And we're growing. Every practice we're learning. Every practice we're getting better. Every game we're getting better. And last night we got in foul trouble. And that was – you know, I, I talked to Coach Dew and Coach Mandy about that. Almost every bus ride we have, we got to stay out of foul trouble. Um, I wanted to start applying a little more pressure. I think that adds some some uh, some value to our game, a little excitement. You know, especially like I said, I keep saying, getting off the bus, you got to be ready to play. Um, especially like especially on that girl side, you you don't have very much time to warm up. So, you know, we're adding to our game. We're getting better. Um, we got a lot of new things on offense that we're that we're ready to unleash that we haven't unleashed yet. For, for you know that we're that we've been working on that we haven't had a chance to use in a game yet and that's kind of what we're saving when we play those those top tier teams we have to get out of our mind that we're just happy to be there and know that we belong and know that that we can compete at that top level and be successful at that top level it's not just about being there it's about being successful in those games and you know credit to those programs they're 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 really good both of those teams uh you know all, all four of those teams that we're talking about i think could beat each other on any given night it's going to depend on you know who's make who's Who's got who's got the shots falling? Who's got the right game plan? And, and who's ready to play that night? And, and another thing is who's uh, you know a lot of sickness going around right now, whether it be wh- whatever that may be, flu, COVID, whatever it is, you got to be healthy. You know injuries injuries pile up. Um, our bench is developing. That's something that we've been working on all season. And any given night, any of these three teams could beat could beat each other. But we our girls have to stay in mind that we not only that we belong, we could be successful at, at the top of that. Um, you know that that parish list, and that that's something that we have to keep, continue to keep instilling in our girls, and make sure that they believe and know that for a fact. Yeah, no doubt, man. Look, let's talk some college football. Um, there, are, there's a small segment, and I say small, knowing that it's actually much larger than I would care to admit. Segment of the LSU fan base that thinks that LSU shouldn't even field a team next season because their third string <laughs> quarterback has left and is going somewhere else. Oh, bro, you got to play the future, dude. You got you can't play Jaden Daniels anymore, bro. You got to let Walker Howard play. He played in the bowl and looked that impressive. Um, to me, dude, this doesn't change anything about how I feel about LSU next season. I don't understand the overreaction. Nussmeyer has looked good in limited opportunities. He's still only going to be a sophomore. You got Hurley, who's committed for the future. You got Ricky Collins in this class. Like, I don't understand what all the complaining is about. Listen, a guy that's not going to get any meaningful snaps leaving does not hurt your next season team. 
it may have some effect down the road. But him leaving leads me to believe that Nussmeyer is here for the long haul. Um, I believe that conversation had to have been had because there's no way that he's just going to leave out with, with, you know, with Jaden Daniels only having one year left uh, of eligibility. There's too much talent coming into LSU, specifically that quarterback position. I don't know. Now, look, you can tell me, man, Nussmeyer may not fit. You know, Jaden Daniels obviously fits what Brian Kelly wants to do in his offensive scheme. That's the type of quarterbacks he's had in the past, and that's the type of quarterbacks he's had in the future. Uh, Walker Howard may not fit that mold, and that's okay. You know, you could go, you could go to a Big 12 school or, or a, a Pac-12 school and light it up and not play any defenses every week, and that may be what he wants to do, um, and, and that's okay. You know, if you don't want to be here, that's, if you don't want to be at the school, then, you know, you just need to go. Um, and that's something, you know, we – all throughout my life, we make sure my first tryout I ever do, I make sure everybody knows, look, you want to be here, that we, we go through all the exits and make sure, hey, look, this is it. This is the way to safely get out of the building. Uh, and, and Walker Howard took his exit knowing maybe maybe he saw some writing on the wall and knowing that, you know, this may not be a fit for, for what he wants to get done. Dude, the national championship game was just embarrassing. I mean, Georgia gets a 65-7 to win over TCU. And we all thought it was going to be bad. I don't know. We all thought it was going to be like this. Um and it just goes to show, and you and I have talked about this. I've talked about this on my own here on the show. When we expand this thing to 12, everyone else in the country, because look, right now the way it's set up, a team like Ohio State could play the game of their life and you could potentially maybe upset the SEC school, get them out of the way, and someone else can maybe win. When we start letting three, four, five of the SEC teams into this thing, and it's not just a one-game fluke anymore, the SEC will win the national championship every single year. They'll likely be facing another SEC school in the championship game every single year. And the divide that everybody thinks they're closing by expanding this thing is going to be as wide as it has ever been before. Look, I don't know, and I'm probably going to get a negative response on this, but I don't know if I've enjoyed college football more than what I do now. I enjoy. I just. I don't care for the NFL anymore. It's just. It's too. It's. It's, it's just too babyfied to me. And on the college end, you got these young kids, and now they got a ton of money. Now you're going to see the true. I guess character folks rise to the top because if you got a guy that, that doesn't have a level head, and you're giving him, you know, two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars just to come to your school, where do you think that money's going? He's not going to make it. So you're going to see some top athletes just rise to the top, and they're not going to be sitting behind anybody because. You only got a, a year to sit, and you go transfer to somewhere you actually want to be, and they're actually going to play. I think with the expanded 12-team playoff, you're going to see more teams possibly take chances, um, at the, you know, in the in the actual regular season and play some meaningful games. If I, I'm going into a college football season. There's there's two things that I want to see. I want to see LSU win, and I want to see some I want to see some top matchups. And I think all of this. Um, is going to lead to that, and, you know. I may be uh, alone in, in my way of thinking, but I, I'm just I'm enjoying the way college football is going. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a history not not like a historical guy. Does, I'm not worried about uh, you know uh, Jamie Howard throwing 15 interceptions in a game, and you know having to wait two years to 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 get a, a quarterback because that quarterback that you invested all your time in didn't work out. No, next year I got me a stud coming in. Let's when, let's roll. There's no more. Uh, you know, time to sit and well, let's let's make sure he gets his players in the recruiting. That's a Les Miles guy. That's that, that's not a Coach O guy or or uh, you know Brian Kelly's winning with Coach O's players. No man, you got a year. That's your team now. 
there's no more waiting. It's it's uh you know it, it's it's caught up with the times of nobody has any patience anymore. <laughs> nobody likes to wait for anything. That, dude, that's that's exactly why I laugh at all the people. Oh, bro, we 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 lost Walker Howard, bro. Who are the last three good quarterbacks that LSU's had? Jaden Daniels, Joe Burrow, Zach Mettenberger. All three were transfers, bro. Maybe we're not that good at developing guys from high school all the way to their junior and senior years. I get it's a different coaching staff now, but boy, this transfer thing that we're doing ain't working too bad right now. Casey, the last stud quarterback that we had, that LSU had, that was recruited. Tell me who that is. I got. I'm going back as far as Jamarcus Russell. A guy that was that came in early and and you know stayed in, in there in the time and waited his time. I, and I, I could be wrong. I, I don't have anything in front of me, but. Uh, it, it's that's just the time that we got it. We got a program. We got a coach that that knows how to how to make this work, and that's that's great for LSU, and it's great for the program. And look, again, you don't want to be here. Go somewhere else. We got guys that want to be here. We got a tremendous recruiting class coming in. Everybody that's leaving, we have somebody that's either equal or better than that's coming in, or at least has the pro, the the have that prospect of being better than the person that's leaving. That, that's fine. That's college football the way it is today. Look at your guy from from Florida, the five star quarterback that signed that signed to go to Florida to replace Anthony Richardson. He didn't get as much, enough NIL money, so he's just not going. It's crazy, man. Look, one thing, one little retraction that we have to make here, and this is a regretful retraction. <laughs> After beating Arkansas, we were kind of singing the praises of LSU basketball a little bit, boy. I don't know that they're good at all. Uh, they they struggle against Kentucky and lose, and we even said, hey. You know, you're going on the road against Kentucky, blah, blah, blah. Kentucky's terrible. They lose to South Carolina, who is awful. Then you get beat up against Texas a and you get beat up against Florida, and now your upcoming schedule is Alabama, number four in the country, Auburn, 21 in the country, Tennessee, five in the country, Arkansas again, Texas Tech, who's a power, Missouri, who's 20 in the country, Alabama, who's four in the country. It might be a rough stretch of about three, four weeks for that program, man. And look, that's okay. We're gonna find out, you know, that um, Matt McMahon. We're gonna find find out what he's made of. We're gonna find out what the kids that he brought in are made of very, very quickly. Uh, we knew we would go through some growing pains. I think we were probably overachieving after at that towards that Arkansas game, and we got our our ego deflated quickly. And, and we're gonna see what kind of team we have that uh that we're gonna have through this tough SEC stretch. Casey, talking about Kentucky. Did you see the fan that got escorted out for having that sign that said, please go to Texas? <laughs> I, I did. I did. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. I bet it reminded me of like a, a late 90s, early 2000s raw with all the signs and stuff, man. That was that was awesome. Dude, I, I asked Coach Colley this question on one of the platforms. I don't remember. It might have been on play-by-play. It might have been on sports. I don't remember. Um, whenever Texas A&M played about a week and a half ago, they had to start the game losing four to nothing because they got two technical fouls for delay a game to start the game because the managers just didn't bring the jerseys to the game. They left them at the hotel. I asked Coach Kyle, he said, man, them managers would be running until they throw up and he made khaki pants jokes and he was very entertaining. So I'm going to ask you, if your managers ever forget the jerseys and cost you four points in a game, what happens? Hey, so there's no way that that could happen, especially on that on that just on that level. And I, I did hear the khaki pants reference from a coworker. I didn't actually hear it, but a coworker said, "Man, talked about a guy wearing slacks to run." I'm like, "Big story. Just let's not get into it." But no, look. So I learned something, man. You know, being in the boxing game for for a little while, you know, during college and after college, 
uh, met some awesome people. And J.D. is from Alabama, who is Deontay Wilder's uh, former heavyweight champion of the world's manager. He gave me some advice. Uh, he was having trouble with the commission in Mississippi. Uh, Alabama didn't have a commission at the time. J.D.'s actually led that charge to get that reinstated. So Mississippi would, he would do a lot of his fights in Mississippi. And the guys that would, that would come were probably like, you know, like third-tier guys because they, they only the top-tier guys went to the big shows, and he had some smaller shows. He said, look, he said, you just do all the work for them, and then it makes them a lot easier and want to come to the game, come to the fights and stuff, and just make their job easier. So a lot of the stuff, even even when I was working with Coach Colley at, at South LaFouche, man, a lot of the stuff I just took it upon myself, take take a half an hour extra of your time and get a lot of that stuff done already so the managers would come in and, just, and put them in. Even the managers, you gotta you got to make it where they just come in and be successful. you got to give them an opportunity. And then they pick, it up, then they pick up on that, but you got to have – you gotta have a checklist, man. I got a checklist for everything, and, and uniforms are definitely on there. And speak last night when I got when I got back to school, I actually text Coach Collins and said, "Man, you know it's one of the better things about middle school. After you lose a game that you you don't think you should have lost, you don't have to wash uniforms. You can just send everybody home." And he, he chuckled at that. So you were not wrapping a plastic baseball bat with tape last night after the game. <laughs> that is exactly what came up in conversation. He said that was one of the best miles he's ever ran uh, post bat taping. Oh, goodness. Uh, let's talk about WWE for a second. Um, dude, there's some crazy stuff happening. Vince McMahon is back. He's brokering a sale. And we're hearing, oh, you know, it's no big deal. He's just there to broker the sale. Everything's fine. Nothing's going to change. And then Stephanie McMahon resigns. And it makes you wonder, is this a house of dominoes that's collapsing? And then you start putting the pieces together and the Saudis are involved in this, which leads you to believe they wouldn't want a female CEO because they don't even respect females as people, much less as executives. And uh, there's a lot going on. This thing could get messy really quick. What say you? Man, this is this is un- unreal. Uh, you know, giving up giving up his power, continuing having the ownership, but not having anything to do with the creative or day to day. The product taking off a little bit. You know, coming back in. I never thought he would get back on the board because. Why would you let him back on the board? I know it's just in the, to to broker the sale, but at the same time, he still has all that power now. No matter what you do, um, it, it's unreal, man. If if I heard you and Turtle talking on on Wednesday about you know the possibilities of if if they would go the Saudi route with the names coming back, and I heard the Yokozuna story. That's that's unreal. That's that's unbelievable. And then now you got Tony Khan that that may be in the in in the running for it. Um, you know. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. You, if if a TV network is in here, you, you can't have that. And I was listening to actually Tony Schiavone, uh, his his podcast with Conrad Thompson, and it was a, it was kind of crazy because it was the same exact conversation that you and I had. They were having, so you can't have a TV network running that. So, you know, it may stay the same. You may get back in there and do creative. And there's just so many so much going on right now. It's 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 hard to put the pieces of the puzzle together where this may fit. Um, it, it may not even end up getting sold. He may just go, go back to what we were doing before. And then, um, uh, you know, you have Roman Reigns as champion for the next 10 years until Sheamus takes over. <laughs> look, look, man, we uh, th- there are whispers that McMahon is trying to come up with a an investment group and take the company private and then just kind of quietly run things solo for basically the rest of his life. Dude, he's 77. He's kind of out of touch. He's kind of not a great person based on some of the things he's done in recent years. 
Like, dude, what would that look like? If like if he just says, you know what, to hell with it, I'm running this thing from now on. Like, dude, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I know it'd be interesting to see. It's almost like a soap opera, man. You could almost make an uh, an additional. You could almost make additional program programming. Excuse me, of just the internal workings instead of having the actual wrestling, and that would be just. You probably get just the same amount of ratings and advertisement dollars invested into that. Um, but you hit you hit the nail on the head. It's definitely soap opera esque type of uh, type of stories going on. He can't if he takes it back. It's going to go back into the hole. You finally had wrestling that was worth watching at least at some point. You know, not everything was was working out, but not everything's always going to work out. But you had people that were vested, and and now if he comes back, it's going to be the same old, same old. And you know, people just won't watch it. It's going to go back into the same deal where where he was before. He's if for wrestling fans across the United States, at least. It's bad news that he's back in, in the picture. We finally had it where it was rolling for a little bit, and now he's coming back. And you already got one casualty in Stephanie McMahon. And, you know, I'm sure Triple H can't be that far, if, depending on how how the ship is sailing. And then on the flip side to that, you know, I, I listened to a, a podcast on the, the Conrad ne- Network. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but it's Eric Bischoff talking about, I think it's called Strictly Business, where he talks about the business side of things. And he said that he thinks it would be a big advantage for, like, a Disney or somebody else to, to purchase this because then, man, like, you could go global. There would be a WWE ride at Disney World, and, you know, there's all sorts of different things and different opportunities to get different sets of eyeballs. I don't know if that's good for booking. I don't know if that's bad for booking. You know, who knows? Roman Reigns may be fighting Mickey Mouse at WrestleMania for all I know. I don't know anything about that. But, dude, just in terms of making money, Eric Bischoff says that if a big corporation like that purchases the company – Every all the talent is going to cash in huge. So he says, if you're a talent right now, this is actually a great spot to be in. I mean, for how long though? You know, he was involved in the in the sinking of the ship for WCW while they were run by a TV company. Yeah. And, you know, I'll call Disney a TV company. They they have their own you know app or or whatever network. It, it's kind of the same deal. And you know, how PG can you get to keep actual wrestling fans watching that? Because you're not going to have a blood and glut blood and guts type of um programming on on a on a disney channel or a disney network it just <laughs> you're right we could have sheamus versus goofy in <laughs> wrestlemania 50 that could be a main event that was i mean i'm not for that at all i'm not for any tv I'm, and i look i'm far i talk about college football how i'm going to times wrestling I'm, I'm throw me back to the to the uh you know 80s and 90s and early 2000s don't don't give me this new stuff let's let's keep let's keep it let's keep it where we at i'm i'm, I'm content at the moment Give me an NFL team before we let you go, and I'm going to tell you all the home teams. Give me a home NFL team this weekend that's in the most trouble. You got the Seahawks and the 49ers in San Francisco, the Chargers and the Jags in Jacksonville, the Dolphins and the Bills in Buffalo, the Giants and the Vikings in Minnesota, Baltimore and Cincinnati in Cincinnati, Dallas and Tampa in Tampa. Which home team is in the most trouble this weekend? Um, man, <laughs> weirdly to say, it's got to be the Bucks, man. You never know. You never know what, where they're gonna get or what they're gonna do. Um, you, you may get vintage Tom Brady for for four quarters, and or, or you may get a guy that throws five yard outs, and, and that that that's all they get. Um, I, I think the I think it's gonna be the Bucks if I had if I had to choose one. That's gonna that's gonna have the most trouble in that first round. Well, now that you just picked Dallas, we can tell you that you'll be back next Friday. Thanks so much for the time, <laughs> brother. You have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful rest of the day. 
Same to you, Casey. Have a good one. Yep, that is Damien St. Pierre doing a great job. As always, let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll give you weekend predictions and betting picks, and we'll get out of here. It's play-by-play wrapping up on KLEB. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun. 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store, as well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and on Saturdays, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 today. For more info, call 985-873-9989. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets makes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Sawyer, mean, mean pride. 
Welcome back to Play by Play. We've got one segment to go. I want to thank Chandler Guitros for the time. I want to thank Damien St. Pierre for the time. And I want to thank our sponsors. If I could find my damn sponsor sheet, I think I got it right. We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation. We want to thank Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs. Biz Power is our middle name. Neil Small Engine. Do friend building materials. Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. It's king cake season. Go and get a king cake at Rouse's Markets today. And Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. Weekend predictions. I got some things that I'm expecting to see over the weekend. And let's fire away. I think that the Chargers are going to beat the Jaguars this weekend. Um, just think it's time. I just And I said this earlier in the week. I said this throughout the week. Just think it's time that Justin Herbert grows up. They ended the season playing well. Maybe being a little bit less self-destructive than normal. And I think that they're going to get a big playoff win. And in Jacksonville's hopes, I just don't think the Jags are that good, man. You know, they, they took care of a really rotten division. Their division was every bit as bad as the NFC South was. So give me the Chargers in that one. I think the Bills are going to dominate Miami. I think the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. I've had more time to think about that. And I remember earlier in the week, I was kind of indecisive. Eh, you know, it's why I think the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. They've got the best roster. They've got an excellent quarterback. They're hungry. They're playing for a brother in DeMar Hamlin. I think the Bills have a lot of mojo, a lot of momentum, and I think that they're going to win the Super Bowl and they're going to start uh, that journey of winning the Super Bowl by beating the snot out of Miami over the weekend. I just think the Dolphins are coming unglued a little bit. Burrow and the Bengals are going to win Sunday, but they're going to struggle. I just get the feeling, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on this. I just get the feeling that the Ravens are going to play with a lot of fight and a lot of spirit and a lot of energy. I think that they're going to approach the back-against-the-wall mentality. I think that they're going to compete hard. And I think that when you face somebody enough, you just kind of learn what they do. I think they just know what Cincinnati does. Like These divisional games, you often see crazy things happen because like the teams develop such a good rhythm and such a good game plan and learn how to stop the other team as you just face them so damn much. I think Burrow wins. I wouldn't be surprised if it's very very close. I think the 49ers are going to win. No surprise ho hum. I think that the I already talked about the Bills. I think the game of the weekend in terms of the most exciting game is going to be the Vikings and the Giants. I think those teams are going to throw darts at one another. Don't think either team's capable of holding a lead, which leads for inter uh, entertainment in the second half. Don't think that either team is going to handle being in the playoffs well, which will make for some entertainment in the second half. I think it'll be ugly. I think it'll be kind of a, a doo-doo fest, but I think that it's going to be a game where it'll be highly entertaining in the game of the weekend. Tonight, womp womp. I think Ellender's going to sweep South Lafouche, guys. I think the girls have too much. Just didn't like the effort that I saw with, with the Tarpon boys against Homa Christian. Uh, didn't compete hard at times. Gave up too much penetration. Didn't handle pressure. Like You're doing a lot of things that you don't want to do well against Ellender in your last game. So unless they cleaned up a lot of stuff since Tuesday, eh, I think it's going to be a sweep for the Patriots. I think Terrebonne boys are going to go on the road and beat Destrahan tonight. Terrebonne. 
It's going to defend their moniker as the best Bayou Region 5A team. I think they're going to go on the road and get a win against Destrehan. College basketball, weekend prediction. Tennessee's going to blow up Kentucky tomorrow. Alabama's going to blow up LSU tomorrow. I think some of the SEC powers are going to get home wins against (laughs) SEC teams that are unfortunately a little bit lacking, and I think LSU's a little bit lacking, and I certainly think Kentucky is as well. Upset alert. I think Duke might be in trouble tomorrow. Duke has not been playing great coming into a road matchup against Clemson, who's 6-0 in the conference. I think Clemson's going to beat Duke tomorrow. And then one more that I'll give you. Um, I think the Saints are going to... I think the Saints are going to make some coaching moves this weekend. They're not going to get rid of Dennis Allen, but I think we're going to get a little bit more clarity maybe on the offensive coordinator, maybe on some position coaches. I think that there's going to be some shuffling there and a little bit of movement there. That'll start to finally happen. Betting picks today, and then we'll wrap up the day's show in the world of the NBA. Tonight, I like the Pelicans minus six over the Detroit Pistons. The Pelicans are shorthanded. I don't care. (laughs) The Pistons are awful. I think that the Pelicans are going to put it on the Pistons real good, get out in transition, push the ball. I like New Orleans to get a win in that matchup today. I like in the NBA also. The Bulls and the Thunder to go over 235 and a half. You want to talk about an NBA team that has a bright future? And we talk often about, oh, man, the Pelicans, they have a great future. They got draft picks. They got this. They got that. And they do. I'm not throwing shade at all. But the Oklahoma City Thunder have a bright future. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is incredible. They've got a star in that kid. He's averaging 31 points a game. Josh Giddy is incredible. 16 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Lou Dort, one of the best defenders in the entire NBA. They've got a top draft pick from the last draft, uh, the big kid from Gonzaga, uh, who hasn't even played a second yet this season, um, who's going to be going into their lineup in the very, well, not, this season he got hurt for the for the season over in summer league but he's going to be joining them in the future and they just got dude after dude after dude after dude and it's an Oklahoma City team that also still has a bunch of draft picks a bunch of draft capital um Chad Holmgren's the guy by the way that I was talking about a second ago I didn't say the name I just said the dude from Gonzaga is kind of lazy Chad Holmgren is part of that core I think Oklahoma City's in good shape, very, very good shape. So we will uh, we'll be keeping close eyes on them, and uh, I think that they're going to go over with Chicago tonight. Also in the NBA tonight, I like um, – I'll give you one more. Let's see. I like the Wolves minus four over the Suns. The Suns are so beat up, so injured, so battered, and so bruised. It's hard for them to win road games right now. So I'll go with the Wolves to get the win in that matchup. Purdue, minus 14 over Nebraska. I like it. Take the Boilermakers. I think that they'll outrun and outlast Nebraska. And I like one more here on the list. Let's go with Michigan State plus 6.5 against Illinois. Thanks to everybody for listening. I sincerely hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. We'll be on the Sports Corner tomorrow from 10 to eh, about 11.30 or so. We'll wrap up the Sports Corner a little bit early. Why, you say? 
uh, because I got to go to Nickel State University. I got to call the men and women's game. The women's game will be on ESPN Plus. Well, men and women will both be on ESPN Plus. Let me clarify that. I'll be doing the call of the women's game on ESPN Plus. I'll be doing the radio call of the men's game. Um, so doubleheader action for me tomorrow. The Colonels will be playing at Stouffer Gym. Come check us out. Come say hi. Putting a pin in it. Have a great weekend. See you at the games. Hope everybody has a great time and a great weekend. Stay safe. God bless. We'll be back on Monday. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.